Hello. Hello. And welcome to Textual Attention. Welcome. Every other week, one of us reads and summarizes a romance novel for the other unsuspecting co-host. This week, that co-host is Rachel. It's me. Also, Margie, who are you? Oh, yeah. Who am I? I'm Margie. Yeah, you're one of the co-hosts. I'm the other co-host, Rachel. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Together, we're going to unpack what the fuck fuck just just happened. happened. Um, Flawless. I have I have no brain. It's gone. This is going to go really well. I can already tell. I can feel it in my bones, in my body. So I do want to thank Nicole Miles on Twitter, who sent this book to us and said, saw this and immediately thought of you ladies. And I messaged her back and Uh said, don't worry, I'm going to read it. (laughs) I am so concerned when people send you something and are like, us uh, specifically, and are like, this made me think of you. And I'm like, uh-oh. Just uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> I have been so, I, I have been so excited. This one feels like we're going back to our roots. Like, yeah. Of oh, like, exciting. just madness. Open it on my phone. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Uh, I have many questions. Most of them are why. Some of them are what the fuck. I think it would be reversed. Of most of them are what the fuck. Because the I feel like we can't ask why anymore. Because there are so many. We know. Well, we know why. We know know why. People have different. We we don't yuck any yums. But um, this is just uh-huh. a very so no. highly specific yum. <laughs> this is indeed. Okay, so it's called <sighs> Alien Architect <laughs> Needs a Nanny. I couldn't do it with a straight face. Also, because I you're looking it. at the child on the cover. Oh, now you need to describe no. the cover. Go on, Rachel. Go on. Oh, is that oh, what that is? Child. Is it a child? You okay, couldn't it's tell by, by the ears? It's by Tasha Black. No. Marty, it's a child. No. No, it's not. How dare you? There could be alien so, children. Um, let's let's start from, from the, the, the ground up. Um, with the background, there's a giant moon that has no business being that big. It might be Earth. Who knows? With a floating space station going around it. Then there's a, a vaguely futuristic city it's nighttime also that space station is definitely pulled from a movie it looks and like i can't think out of doctor who actually right oh no it is uh one of the justice league uh uh headquarters sure. from one of the animated shows so there's your deep cut and then <sighs> on the uh, okay the the furry and vaguely pink <laughs> elephant in the room there's a giant man who has long hair and weird downward pointy ears and fur and not like cool inuyasha ears no. like they look like sad ears He's... like i don't know what animal looks like that where the ears are just going through the hair and pointed downwards His... depression ears. it looks like chobits if you've ever read chobits yeah. it looks like chobits ears yeah. but not cute um and also one of his arms is really veiny and pink and then there's what yes. could very charitably in the form of maybe a Renesmee style child like object not being held up in object. any way. 
by anything. No, she's like photoshopped over him. <laughs> like he doesn't. He's supposed to be holding her, but it's not organic. He's holding at her all. in the way someone holds the hilt of a sword. <laughs> yes, yes. He's, he's wielding gonna, he's this child. Shot. He's gonna. <laughs> and then I don't know whose tail that is. Is it the child or is it the end of his? It's, it's either a furry penis or the child's oh God, tail. Oh, God. I'm pretty oh sure God. it's the child's tail based on the color of the ears. The child is not a child. It's a mannequin with pink hair and what looks like fox ears and then like a striped tail that looks like it's... Those are more Inuyasha His ears. tail is coming out of the middle of his back if we're looking at this from an anatomical standpoint. Or he, it could be like twisted around his body. How? Could be like I a don't very long think tail. so because there's only one Rachel, place, like like a cat. He is like wagging back and forth, like wielding this tail. child. Very He's going long to bludgeon tail. someone to death with this child. <laughs> <laughs> that child's name is Mimi. Sure, it sure is. <laughs> that looks like honestly, given. Oh God. I mean, he at least looks like they took an actual human and photoshopped it to get his whole deal. The child is not a human. There, there was no humanity as a starting point. There was plastic <laughs> as a starting point. Okay. Was, I, well, I don't know if it's plastic or she's just way too photoshopped. Like I, way too photoshopped. Like the, I feel like the face was photoshopped onto a child's mannequin the hair doesn't even it's, line up it looks like no. it's 3d rendered poorly yeah. <laughs> so again and i'm gonna give this one more shot with a straight face <sighs> i'm a professional Are alien you? architect needs a nanny by tasha black i did it i did it <laughs> you did it i'm so proud of you <sighs> okay oh this is a long description it is like our roots. The description's a book in itself. Great. Good. Okay. Here we go. She's there to watch over his children, but he'll have to watch out for his heart. Amelia Robbins works as an admin at the Alien Nanny Agency. She never goes on assignments, but when a desperate client puts out a last-minute plea for help, her boss decides to send her out in the field. Poor choice on the boss's part, honestly. You don't send out a completely... In okay. You you have that person shadow someone. Um, okay. Uh, it's a one-year nanny contract, and if she fulfills it, she'll earn a bonus big enough to make her dreams come true. But when she meets the out-of-control kids, she isn't sure she'll last a week, and her intimidating new boss might not let her make it through a single night. Mr. Draven. <laughs> Maybe a well-respected architect... But his deep voice makes her tremble, and his big body leaves her weak with unrequited lust. Do you Ross... see my eyebrows moving up and down? Oh, oh, there's a lot of wiggle happening. Them's, <laughs> them's like two capitalers just important. moving up and down. It felt important. <laughs> uh, okay. Ross? 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 I said Ross in my brain. Ross. Ras, 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 Draven <laughs> is working on the biggest project of his career. He needs a nanny who won't head for the hills as soon as he meets his energetic daughter and complicated son. 
That's not a word you want to describe a child. Um, when the alien nanny agency agrees to send help, he expects a matronly drill sergeant from the outer rings, not the beautiful young Terran. That's an earthling for anyone who's interested in, in alien taxonomy. <laughs> how did you know? I I don't want to talk about how many, um, how many weird, like, conspiracy theory podcasts I've listened to. Um, <laughs> a Terran who trips out of a rented gadabout and into his home i do not know that word um the last thing he wants is another pretty face using her employment to try and win his broken heart oh he has a history especially when her innocent eyes and dangerous curves might give her the power to do just that if you like strong women hunky aliens wild adventures steamy sensual scenes and happily ever afters then you'll love the world of alien nanny agency be sure to grab them all like pokemon Alien architect needs a nanny. Alien pilot needs a nanny. And alien ruler needs a nanny. Ran out of ideas with a name, huh? <laughs> Margie. I, I, I would like to amend my previous statement. Now most of my questions are what the fuck, and only some of them are why. <laughs> I just, when I first saw this title, and I said this before... Or cover in all of the whole package. The first thing I thought to myself was, "This is a very specific thing to be lusting over." It's it's like someone. I mean, honestly, someone was really into the whole like nanny thing, which is fine. That's a romance trope. Yep. And then someone was really into the alien thing and was like, "Yeah, that's a romance trope." And then someone was really into like furry, which again, totally fine. And decided, wait a minute. <laughs> You, you I'm gonna combine alien. all of these. You got alien on my nanny. You got nanny on my alien. <laughs> Two great tastes that taste also great together. Also, the architect thing. Yeah. It's also the architect. <laughs> the you could have just titled that the alien needs a nanny. Well, but, that's but, already but, weird enough. Margie, it wouldn't have opened the door for the pilot, and then, and this is a big jump. The ruler, the ruler, zero to one hundred. Ruler, you're you're right. You're right. How dare I? Okay. Um. Oh Jesus. Well, I've strapped in. I'm not attempting to restrain my potatoes. Let's just go. No. So the trigger really is just like family people dying in your family. Okay. Um, and uh, getting lost in the woods. I mean, maybe some bullying thrown in there. I. In the woods species? or in the space woods. <laughs> Space woods. Oh, okay. Space woods. Space woods. I mean, what is a space wood? It's woods that are in space. I mean, they're in space. They're just on a different planet. Yeah, it's it's just not Terran woods, Margie. Oh, excuse me. Um, speciesism? Okay. Racism? And poorly disguised allegories for racism. Got it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, trying to think of what else. Do you have notes? Try to think of what uh-huh. else. <laughs> nice. Well, so here's the, th- uh, the good news is, is that, and this is the funny, if, if it didn't include the aliens, because I, I mean, surprisingly enough, starting to learn new things you learn about yourself. I actually like the nanny trope. Great. Don't like that I like it. But yeah. if this didn't include aliens, I would probably be more into it. I mean, honestly, it was a shotgun blast of tropes. So the, like, it makes sense that you get at least one. But the other yeah. two might not be your thing. You might miss the mark on yeah. a couple. 
Exactly. Exactly. So um, here we go. All right. So we start off with Amelia. Amelia's just like very cute, quote unquote, Terran girl. Mm-hmm. So she's from, she's basically she's human. Like yeah. she's one of us. <laughs> um, and she is, she's actually trying to become a landscaper essentially in the universe. And um, so she has taken a job with this uh, alien nanny agency but she is not an alien nanny. So she she is the person that alien nannies call when they need assistance for who they're taking care of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like there's so like there's their admin sort of more like um like windows support. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so like, she's the IT service of the nanny world. Yes. Hello, exactly, have you tried exactly. turning it off and on again? <laughs> Wait. Well, no. So, no. And, <laughs> They need it more because now there are so many species in the galaxy, universe, whatever. And a lot of nannies don't know all the species. And so they have a manual, but they don't read it all. It's like one of the first things that happens is that she gets a call and it's this girl or I think they're a girl. And she's crying because she's a nanny. And she's like, I can't find this child. I don't know where they went. And she's like, okay, so it's this race, right? Yeah. Okay, well, during puberty, that race tends to go invisible at random <laughs> intervals. I So love... they're probably just invisible and really embarrassed about it. Okay. It's, it's like essentially their first period is going invisible. I actually love that idea because it makes total sense. But also, I love the idea that this woman is just sitting there with fucking space Google Waiting for people yeah. to call in and be like, what right. is this child and how do I take care of it? Like, yes, that's yes, awesome. exactly, exactly. And um, she and she actually really likes this job. And but mostly because she's really good at it. Like she knows what she's doing. She knows the, she has a like good, I don't know, call log or whatever. And so like at that particular call, like she's like, oh, yeah, we're OK. The She's like, OK, make a snack that smells really good. And put it in a bowl and hopefully the child will like come and like pick it up and take it to the couch where the movie is playing. And that's exactly what happens. Like there's just like invisible hands that lift it up and take it to the couch. And then like she could hear like an invisible little girl like giggling over a handsome guy on the screen who has hot abs. And she's like, okay, I think we're good now. Like the, the nanny on the line is like, okay, I think I got it. Thank you so much. On one hand, this feels wildly irresponsible for someone taking care of your child. And on the other hand, it's hysterical and I love yes. it. <laughs> yes, it is very funny. So, okay, so that's her job. She gets called to the fr- she gets called to her boss and her boss is like, great news. You're getting an award for being so good at your job. Um, and she's like, ooh, does like in her mind, she's like, does that mean a prom- like not a promotion, but like a bonus? And her, her boss is like, it's two free lunch vouchers. And she's like, great, thanks. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Whatever. Great. Capitalism still exists. Anyway. Um, but then the boss, while she's in the room, gets a call. Boss takes the call. Amelia's sitting there. And uh, Amelia hears the side of the conversation and she's like, Oh, this isn't good because basically what the boss is saying, like, 
we really don't have any nannies right now. Like we're, I know that they really need someone that the last nanny quit suddenly, but like, we really don't have any. And then her boss looks up at Amelia and is like, actually, do you have a nanny? Actually, we have one of the best. And so she's like, yeah, I'll get her on. No. Okay. I'll take, yes, I'm sure she would be happy to take a sign on bonus. Yes. I'm sure. Like, it would okay understand understood it would just be a year contract okay bye and so then her boss kind of like looks over at her and grins and says hey guess what and amelia is absolutely not interested she's like yeah. i've never been in the field i don't want to do this like this is not this was not the job i agreed to and basically her boss is like he's offering an insane amount of money and it's only a year contract only like, a year that's a full fucking year that's a full fucking year, but it's a lot of money, and Amelia has dreams. To become so, a landscaper, which I admit is not something. I think it's kind of more like architect, like natural landscaper. So oh, it's like, like terraforming kind of thing? Sort of, yeah, more like that. So she needs to like go back to school and get educated in this. or Well, I don't think it's even that. I think that she more just needs more money to get more experience kind of thing. So her, she's like, can I at least have a minute to think about it? And her boss is like, 15 minutes. And that's 15 times like, what she asked for. <laughs> uh, I guess I'm going to fucking do this. Like, it's just a year. It's a lot of money. And it's better really know, fucking retirement uh, level money. I, you would, or just like enough money to like not have to do what she's doing right now because that's not her dream what she's doing is not her dream right so um she's like okay signs on agrees to it and on the other side of the galaxy is Rayas, who i'm assuming is Rayas because it's r-a apostrophe a-s Ray so ass. if it was Raz, Raz, um if it was Raz, i would assume it would be spelled without an apostrophe but no it's it's i i, I don't space ass. space names go the same rule as fantasy names go you you just add consonants indiscriminately and so raw ass raw raw ass do you want to just call him ross and go with it ross ross uh <laughs> ross is on the other side of the gap or he's just on a different planet he's very concerned he's already he's lost another nanny and um, he's mostly concerned about his children because he knows that he works too much. He works as an alien architect. He's got some big projects coming through. And ever since his wife, Miza, was killed in battle. Oh. Um, yes. So she was killed in battle in war um, against basically, I want you to imagine like the Galactic Federation. Like, basically, okay. these overlords who are trying to take over the entire galaxy. But, um, actually, the women were sent off to war. And so this planet that now right, Roz lives on does not have a lot of young women on it anymore. Because a lot of them went off to war and died. Mars needs moms! <laughs> oh, my God. Premise so of this good. entire book. Uh, Mars needs Terrence. No, Mars needs moms. Um, so he and he's concerned about his children. He knows, like I said, that he hasn't been spending a lot of time with them. But he's kind of like the way that he coped with his wife's death was to drown himself in his work. 
and so he I mean, loves fair. his kids he adores his kids um but he just doesn't spend a lot of time with them right now and so he's kind of like he wants a really really good nanny because he cares about his kids but he can't spend time with them himself all right so she so we switch back to amelia amelia is essentially at a customer service desk for rental gadabouts, which are hover cars in this world. Okay, that's why I didn't so know she that is, word. She has traveled to Ross's planet, and she's trying to get a gadabout, like a hover car. And the guy at the desk is like, no, you can't be working for Draven. And she's like, well, what do you mean? Like, and he's like, no, like, you obviously can't afford to pay for this type of car. Or catap- excuse me, gadabout. And she and she's like, well, what are you talking about? And he's like, it's because you're Terran. Racism, and also a yeah. gadabout is—it's an actual word. Um, oh, it means in in our parlance, it's a a person who basically someone who is a habitual pleasure seeker. So, for huh. instance, Walter was a restless charmer and a gadabout. <laughs> there you go. What a whore, what a Charles. Whore. <laughs> <laughs> So she's like, and, and the reason why the, this guy won't give her the vehicle that Draven actually um, reserved for Amelia is because he's like, you obviously are going to break it and you can't afford it. Okay. So, so in this she's world, like, earthlings are poor. Yes, earthlings. Well, so earthlings are looked down upon because they came to space travel last. Aha. So they ventured out into the galaxy last, so everyone looks down on them. Got it. Okay, okay. Yes, yes. And so she's like, look, all right, fine, whatever. You don't have to give me the car that he reserved. Just give me something so I can get to his place. Like, I just need something. So basically, he gives her, like, the shittiest car. (laughs) Shittiest car. Excuse me. Gat about. Whatever. Car. Gat (laughs) about. Whatever. And she's like... And it's like, it's it's essentially like she's never driven a stick shift before. She has to drive a stick shift and it's like this really shitty car. Oh, no. And so, and she's already really late getting to his, mm-hmm. getting to this guy's place. And so she gets there and thank, she's like, thank God it just made it the whole way to Draven's house. Oh my God. Like, thank God. And meanwhile, Draven is inside the house getting pissed because he's like, this woman is late. Like, she's already wasting my time. And then she pulls up in this shitty gadabout. And he's like, oh, he was, she was probably just, like, trying to save me money. And instead, it cost me time. And, like, the poor thing, like, she tumbles out of the car. Like, she just, like, kind of is, like, not on her feet. Tumbles out of the car. And he can't get a good look at her, so he's like, oh my god, I totally forgot. Like, Because he had let, read her name earlier. Her name, her full name is like Amelia Robbins. And he was like, oh god, Human I totally forgot. Yeah, right. But she, he was like, that sounds like a very like old-fashioned name. Like, she's probably this old matronly woman. Like, I should be nicer to her. And so when she he sees her tumble out of the car, he comes out and he's like, I am so sorry. Are you okay? And he like lifts her up by her feet, and then he's like, oh, She's hot. A boa. A boa. <laughs> and then he immediately gets pissed. Because he's like, she's hot and he, she wasted my time. Bargy. I'm having this weirdest come to Jesus moment where 
Alien Architect Needs a Nanny has some really good world building and interesting interactions. What is happening? I would I will say I didn't like the world as worlds as much. I was kind of like, meh, That's like fair. it was fine. It had meh. I should say more will, world building than I expected. Fair. So, um he's like so he's, he's like you got bags and she's like yeah and he's like great carry them in <laughs> and so she's like okay i've already gotten off on the wrong wrong foot but you know what whatever i know that i'm late i understand uh-huh. and so he shows her her he shows her her rooms and then he's like the kids are at archery go pick them up and she's like cool okay meanwhile in his brain well, mo- really mutually in both of their brains, they're like, they're really hot. They're really hot. Like, they're both super attracted to one another. For her, it makes cr- discomfort because she's like, he's my employer. Like, mm-hmm. I need to be professional about this. This is, you know, my workplace, whatever. He, he's like, oh, she's a much younger woman than me. And also, I'm her employer. This is uh-huh. not appropriate. Get it together. And also, he's thinking like, it's been a long time since I've had sex. Like, <laughs> I should probably, I need to go on a date. So, like, all these things are happening. And and his reaction is anger because he's like, she shows up, again, she shows up late and she's hot and I'm attracted to her. How fucking annoying. Brood, 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 brood. Brood, brood, brood. So he, you know, he goes to, goes back to his office and broods while staring at her. And she goes off into the garden to, like, find the kids at archery practice. And then he like stares off at her while she, while can, she goes to look for the children. Can I ask real quick? What does he look like? Yeah. Does he basically just look like on the cover? He basically looks like on the t- cover, except he's got a tail. Okay. He's blue eyes. Cool. He's light. He has very light blue eyes. Um, yeah. He's yeah. A, he's a cat boy. He is a cat boy. He's a yeah. Oh, okay. Add another trope. Yeah. <laughs> Catboy. Quick. Um, so she goes off kind of, he has a lot of land. So she goes off and she like, hears the children and, um, she finds them at their archery practice and she's noting, she's like watching the archery teacher and she's like, this guy's a douche canoe. Like, I don't like this guy at all. So there's two children. Mimi is the youngest. She's a little girl. I think she's like four or so. And she's really, I mean, she's really cute. Um, described very cute. She actually does a really good job at archery practice. Um, Dirk, who it's spelled D Y R K because uh-huh. it's space. Fantasy. Oh, sorry, space. Um, space. He's kind of like early teen, like 13. And um, he's taking after his father and being very broody. Ah, good. Yeah. Good. Uh, yeah. So, like, he's. Um, Amelia notices that he's like intentionally missing the targets. And the teacher's just getting angry and angrier and angrier at him. Mm-hmm. And so Amelia goes down and says, like, to the instructor, don't speak to him that way. Like, he doesn't deserve that. Don't speak to him that way. And Mimi turns because she's never she's surprised that anyone's coming up and she loses her arrow at Amelia. <laughs> and so Amelia gets hit in the chest and falls down and is like Oh, this is how I die. Wait. Okay. Gets, actually gets fucking... St- Wait a minute. 
wait a minute. So she's like laying there and she like feels pain in her chest. And she's like, so this is how it happens. This is how I die. And then the instructor comes up and is like, you're okay. It was a safety arrow. You're fine. Get up. Like, it really just shocked her. Yeah. You know? Okay. It really just, like, knocked the wind out of her and scared her shitless. Um, and she's like, uh, oh. Oh. Oh, I am okay. Okay. And Mimi is so upset. She's Aww. like, did I hurt you? I'm so sorry. Like, da-da-da-da. And the instructor is, again, being an asshole and being like, well, this is what, why, you know, this is why we practice all this stuff so stuff like this doesn't happen. And so Amelia takes like it's like okay douche canoe she takes both the children she's like yeah we're done for today thank you bye and just like walks away from the instructor fucking good girl yeah yeah and so you know mimi apologizes they all get acquainted acquainted a little bit and they go back to the house and amelia sees ross eating at the counter and he's like eating out of a plastic thing you know kind of like doing the typical bachelor the bachelor move and the bachelor move and she see whatever he's eating does not look appetizing at all and she's kind of like oh geez what a you know i get it though he's kind of a busy working guy i guess he's just grabbing whatever's in the fridge because space in space you still need a fridge yeah yeah in um, space everyone can hear you scream about how yeah you still need fridges right exactly (laughs) So so (laughs) Ross kind of like hugs his children and says like, I'm glad you're having, I'm glad you met Amelia. Glad you're having a good day. I'm going to go back to work. There's stuff in the fridge for the kids. Bye. Bye. Literally. And she's kind of like, oh, 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 okay. You're all right. Um, Kids, what do you want for dinner? And the kids like kind of groan. And she's like, well, what's the deal? And she opens the fridge and it's all just like this really bland looking nutritional, just like, shitty food kids what do you and when so i was growing up it was kids what do you want for dinner McDonald's. <laughs> every time every time <laughs> um so dirk has gone up to his room because he's sulking and so mimi and amelia go up to dirk and are like hey we need to all eat together and dirk's like i'm not hungry i don't want to eat i don't want to eat whatever's in the fridge it's all gross and amelia's like well okay well why don't we try to figure out something else to eat? Like, why don't we try to make like a cake or something? And he's like, cake, we can do that. And she's like, yeah, I'm sure like we have the ingredients. And so they go back downstairs and she like finds a website essentially, or uh, finds a recipe essentially online to like make a cake out of the ingredients that they already have. Okay. Yeah. It turns turns out she's a wonderful cook. I don't think I don't think it's yes, but I don't think it's really the point. She's just kind of okay. like, let's try to get these kids to, right. you know, let's try to get the kids out of their room and talking and doing stuff. Right. And so they all kind of bond over like, and she's like, that's essentially what it is for her. She's like, I'm just trying to get these kids out of their room. I'm just trying to like do things with them. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to be engaging. And so they all cook together. They make these chocolate cupcakes. They turn out really, really good and delicious. And um, they're all laughing at, so like Mimi says, like, it was really funny when you fell over and there was a, because you thought the arrow had killed you. <laughs> Kids say the darndest things, Darn don't they? Well, they all kind of, they're all kind of laughing together. And then Ross comes in. Party pooper. Party pooper. And Ross is like, what the fuck are they eating? Like there is already like. There's perfectly like, good soil por- in the fridge. 
Exactly. <laughs> They're perfect. Like literally that night for dinner, it's garbanzo beans. Monday is garbanzo bean night. Just fucking eat and, chickpeas straight. And so. Okay. Literally. I mean, yeah. And it's, it's just not things that kids want to yeah. eat. And so like he sends both of the kids to their room so that he can talk to Amelia. And, and he's not great with the kids. And so Amelia kind of stands up for them and it's like you can't behave that way in front of them and you like should not be saying that to me I'm gonna go up and take care of the kids like you do what you want to do and so that's what she does she goes up and she like checks on both the kids and then she goes and like goes to her room and kind of just is like fuming meanwhile Reyes is like looking at these cupcakes and then he's like oh god what did she even feed my children and he looks at the recipe that she had pulled up and he realizes that it's the same nutritional value of the garbanzo beans that he was gonna that he had the cook make for them. So he's like, I'm an idiot. Like she had pulled up this really clever recipe that used like protein powder and like fiber oh. and like done all this. So it's like the so it's like they're not perfect cupcakes, but they're like still healthy cupcakes right. that have the same nutritional value. As what was already on, what had already been prepared. For it them. must be the future if they can make protein powder cupcakes taste good. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, and so he's like, "I messed up." Yeah. God damn it, dude. I don't, I don't like this. This is not great. Um, and so he, she's fuming in her room, and so he actually goes and knocks on her door, and she assumes that it's Mimi because she's like, oh, Mimi's probably still upset by how her father was. And so she goes to the door, and she's like, it's okay. And then she opens the door, and it's Ross. And Ross is like, I'm really sorry. I was an asshole to you. And she's like, for really? Aww. Uh, cool. Okay. Uh, and then he's like, he does a little... Remember, there's all this sexual chemistry. Of course there is. He does a little caress on her cheek. Of because, course he does. Quote, unquote, she has chocolate on her, she has chocolate on her cheek. Uh-huh. Sure, Jen. And then he goes back to him, his room and he's like, I need to get, get a sex worker. <laughs> this is not, this is not going to work. Like, I just need to get whatever <laughs> this is out of my system and I will be fine. As he's probably licking the chocolate off of his finger. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Hell yeah. Oh, he's not just licking. He's probably sucking it, too. That was awful. I'm oh, so God. sorry, everybody. That was, that's not, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, Margie. Did you not find that sexy? I didn't find it textual, that's for sure. Oh, okay. That's fair. <laughs> um, so, 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 isn't it weird, though, that, like, if this wasn't in space, I would be more comfortable with it. I would be like, well, okay. Like, well, I, I get it. And here's here's the thing. I think it's, if you're a monster fucker, fucking great. Awesome. And honestly, yeah. I, I think that it, it says a little bit more about at least my personal, like, ideas that, like, why can't this be a good book? I don't right. know. I, just because it's in space, like, I can still enjoy it, even though I'm not into the alien part of it but like it's still a really good book so if you are into the alien part of it then it must be a really fucking good book um so 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 where were we uh okay so next morning um amelia gets up early like she's up and um helping the kids get up so she knocks on dirk's door and she and she kind of knocks a couple times doesn't hear anything she's like dirk i'm coming in now 
And so she comes into his room and she sees that Dirk is like trying to hide something. Masturbating. And she's like He's thirteen. That's, that's what I that's what I thought uh-huh. too. But it is not. It's a plant. It's it's a it's a flower. And he's been taking care of it for a really long time because it belonged to his mom. Aww. And so it's a potted flower and it's really it's called an Azula flower, I think. And it's not meant to be in a pot so and she sees him and she's like oh like i see that you have this flower you've taken a really taken really good care of it especially since it's been in a pot all this time and he's like yeah i just you know it it was my mom's and she and she's like well it'd probably be better if we planted it out in the yard and um she's like well maybe i can like get maybe we could like set up like a little gardening plot um and Dirk gets really excited by that. And she's like, cool. Anything that's going to get Dirk excited, I'm on board for. He's 13. He's yes, 13, absolutely. He's broody. Like, we want to get rid of that brooding as quickly as possible. So um, never leave your kids to brood. Just don't, no. don't do it. It doesn't work well doesn't, for anybody. It does not work well for anybody. So she, they all actually pile into her gadabout to get to, to Dirk's school to drive, to drop them off for school. And harrowing experience not good and she's also like what am i gonna do about this gad about because like i i'm i i need to work out with my employer how to pay for this but also he probably doesn't want his children riding around at this gad about uh-huh so um so she like at some point she goes and talks to ross on his own and in his in his office while he's working and she's like hey like just a couple of things. I was wondering if I could have some money so that we could go and get some gardening supplies for the kids. Also, could we have a garden plot? And he's like, yeah, that's, that all sounds great. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to hear that they're like interested in things and on board for this. Here's some money. Um, and oh, also here's like, you can use my car. Like, cool. We've got several. You can use one of my cars. And she's like, sweet. Love it. And uh, there's tons of sexual tension, just like all of, of it. Of course there is. All of it just flying around the room. So they actually like get all the supplies for this garden and they start to, they start to plant, like put it, put it all together and plant it. And they like have a little Aww. patch and it's really, really cute. And she's really excited about it. Like not just for the kids, but because like the kids are so happy about it. And, like, love mm-hmm. to see it growing. So they come in with all these, like, supplies. And they have so much to tell their dad. And it's the very end of the day. It's, like, about, like, dinner time or even bedtime. And he's, like, sitting there, like, and she's, like, wow, he looks dapper. He looks fucking good. And Amelia says this. And he's, like, hey, kids. Like, hugs them. Is so happy to see them. And they're, like, oh, we want to tell you all about our day. We're so excited. And he's, like, well, another time. You know, dad's a little busy tonight and the door rings Mm -hmm. and um, he opens the door and it's this very attractive woman wearing a very slinky dress. Going to Bone Town. Yeah. Yeah. And so Amelia sees this like the kids don't really see it, see this woman coming through the door, but Amelia does. And she's pissed. She's really angry because she's like beyond like she's a little bit jealous, but she's also like, you can't. spend time with your kids because you're working so hard but you can hire a sex worker really really so amelia's pissed 
she's like what yeah what, what the fuck like you have children my dude you know yeah you responsibility responsibility i mean and i get like it would be different if he did that on time like he wasn't just like neglecting essentially his children like he loves his children but he never spends any time with them yeah. so it would be different if he communicated it too like hey I'm going to spend time with my children on this day, and also I'm going on a date on this day. Right. And by date, I mean fucking a sex worker. Right. <laughs> nothing wrong with fucking sex workers, but, you know. Responsibly. There's nothing wrong with fucking sex workers responsibly with respect. Okay, sorry. <laughs> he So he, like, he and the sex worker go to, I think he goes, his house is big enough. They go to his room. So, yeah. So they go to his room. They eat. Um, and he's, he realizes he's like, I'm just not into this. Oh yeah. Like, I'm just not into this woman at all. Like, yeah. And so she, and actually the, the, the sex worker, well, not actually, but the sex worker is like, well, that's okay. Like we can just talk. Mm -hmm. Like people hire me honestly just to talk too. So is there something you want to talk about instead of like doing the dirty? And, um, he's like, oh, there's just like, I'm having trouble with my nanny like interested in my nanny and she's like i oh god yeah I've, I've seen similar things happen hey if you ever need but it sounds like he and he was like i don't really even want to talk about it though either and she's like hey you know give me a call i'll be available for you you're fucking hot uh, call me beat me if you want to reach me if you want to reach me call me when you want call me when you need call me in the morning i'll be on my way um and so she leaves and then Ross kind of spends a lot of the night just pacing his room because he's like, what is wrong with me? I had someone to get this out of my system. It didn't get out of my system. Why am I obsessing over this nanny? Like, I, what do I need to do? Only one solution. Bone the nanny. <laughs> da, 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 da. So meanwhile, Amelia <laughs> has since put the kids to bed. She is pacing in her room, angry as fuck. Like... And just being like, Ugh! like just frustrated. And so she actually goes down to the kitchen because she's like, I'm going to make myself some hot cocoa. Hopefully that'll help me go to sleep. And he comes down to the kitchen because he hears someone in the kitchen and she is wearing a slinky nightgown. He could Girl. see the generous width of her hips, the cinch of her waist and her small round breasts, <laughs> nipples pebbled in the cool night air fucking pebbled man that is that is such a thing um, <laughs> that is a way of describing and that. Oh, so God. she actually kind of gets up in his face and is like um ooh, yeah that's that's not a good thing to say but this 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 girl is very confident yes. in herself and i love that I she love that gets up her. in his face and is like, um, you can't even spend time with your kids, but you can like hire a sex worker and have a date. Like, come on, dude. Like, my dude, what the hell is going on? And it is mm -hmm. partially fueled by jealousy because she's like, they've been having this chemistry yeah. between them. And she's like, you know, even though it's not right, it would be hard not to feel jealous and to not be like emotionally feel emotionally charged right, when this was happening as well right because you're reading yeah. the room as oh they're entered into me and then this happens and you're like maybe they're not but also maybe i swear not. to god they were 
Yeah, yeah. So you're getting all these mixed signals and you don't understand. And so, but he unfortunately backlashes. And this is the kind of the thing about Ross's character. He does a backlash in a great way. Uh-oh. Because cause she says, um, they need you right now. I need you. And then she's like, and the fact that you would hire a professional, like, you know, you wouldn't go on. And, and, and then, so then he's, he, he interrupts her and says, in my world, we respect professionals. Um, maybe if this nanny gig doesn't work out, you'll consider her career as a backup plan. She said they have some Terrans at the agency, but of course they don't charge as much. Oof. Uh, Dude. And she gets pissed. Gets you pissed, had gets pissed, gets pissed. So many ways. Even if you wanted to bat lash out, like in the choose your own adventure that is your mind, you had so many different ways to lash out and you picked the worst one. You picked the yes. racist one. And also the one that's derogatory towards sex workers. Yes. Well, so what do you think her reaction is? She slap him? No, she kisses him. Ah, damn it, you're right. Yeah. I should why did I even assume honestly <laughs> made an ass well, out of so me it is it is funny though because she is she like thinks she's like oh I'm gonna slap him I'm gonna slap him then, just, then she gets so close and the sexual attraction is too strong she's like I'm gonna kiss oh. him instead so that she sexu- kisses him that sexual they, magnet man gets you every time gets you every time <laughs> um and it's weird because it kind of like they're grinding they end up like grinding against each other and but i couldn't honestly tell at the end of the sex scene whether they had actually had sex <laughs> because it's kind of implied later in like a later sentence but you don't like it seems like they're just like dry humping so i was very confused i mean does someone like get there i don't even know that I'm so curious for under the covers. <laughs> I know. I just, I, I did not. I was like, I, uh, I, I think. No, who to what now? Who to what now? I no, say what, again. What A little montage. Ooh. Uh, so she, Amelia finds out that the car that he gave her, that was his car instead of the ugly gadabout that she had is actually his favorite gadabout, and it's a super fancy one. Uh-oh. And so she gets to drive Dirk. No, goes fine. She drives Dirk to school in this super fancy gadabout. And he had actually been having some trouble at school of, like, kids not really talking to him. Uh-oh. And he wasn't making a lot of friends. And they are kind of like, wow. like, who's- Oh, he's rich. I want to be his friend. <laughs> I mean, kind of. At least you know they what? weren't making fun of him for driving, like, a shitty gadabout. Or yeah. for her driving a shitty gadabout. So she's like, yeah, like Amelia's like, yes, little win. And so that happens. And she actually, Amelia actually meets uh, Ross's mom. And Ross's mom has never liked any of the nannies that uh, Ross has hired. And she's like, oh, Amelia's a good one. I like her a lot. And Ross is like, yeah, I know. She, She really is something else. Like, she's been so great with my kids. And Aww. she's like, it, it's really cute. It's actually really cute. Um, and, like, they're kind of becoming more of a family unit. Like, mm-hmm. he, Ross actually is spending some time at with them at dinner and, like, cooking with them. And they all sit down together. And he's like, work can wait for once. And um, That's character growth. I know. And uh, 
Amelia's like, what's going on? And the kids absolutely adore Amelia. Like they Aww. think that she is just the bee's knees, love her. And so like, they're all kind of like this cute little family. And, um, but so they're all watching a, a movie or a hologram together. <laughs> hologram. I think it is actually called a hologram and they're, they're watching they're one together. They're watching Jim and the holograms. Yes. And the kids, uh, have, well, so I think actually both kids have fallen asleep and she gets like a com call or like whatever a phone call is in space and it's the, <laughs> al- it's the nanny space phone call and it's the nanny agency. And they say, look, like one of our um other nannies is having a lot of trouble so one of the nannies is having some trouble can you take her out for a night and just kind of talk to her about what's going on she's not that far from you um it would be really great if you could just give her some support and uh, amelia's like yeah sure where is she what time should we meet and she's there like she's here and here here are the here's the coordinates and um she'll meet you at this time dress cute like you're going to a club and because that's where you go if you need moral support. That's sketchy. And, yeah, sketchy as fuck. And uh, yeah, go have fun. Like, you know. And so she's like, so she kind of passes off the kids to Ross. Is like, can you put them to bed? He's like, yeah, sure, that's fine. And he didn't hear any of this conversation. And so she goes and gets dressed. She like puts on a dress, looks really cute, puts on some makeup. He thinks she's going out to on a date, doesn't he? Well, so... She comes downstairs and she kind of looks around. The kids are gone. She sees Ross and she's like, oh, are the kids already asleep? And he turns around and he sees her and he's like, Amelia, no, we can't. We can't do this because in his mind, he's already made up, made up his mind of, oh, I can't be in a relationship with my nanny. It's not right. It's not proper. Like, it's not okay." And so um, so he's like, I know we have some chemistry, but I have to put my kids first. I will not touch you again. And remember, she did not come out with any, like, was not planning holy, on doing anything. She was holy just conclusion going out. jumping, Batman. Exactly. Um, and she's like, for one thing, she's like, um, excuse you, the world does not revolve around you. And two, ow, yeah. like, we have a connection. Ouch. We have a thing. Yeah. And so she says that not everything is about you, Mr. Draven. I only stopped in to say goodnight to the children before going to bed. Um, and then he does demand. He's like, are you going on a date? And <laughs> not your problem if I am, my dude. And she says, it's none of your damned business. Because that's what he also Get said to her when she confronted it. him about the sex worker. Fucking get it, girl. Yeah. Okay, I love yeah. her. She's great. She is. She's, she's yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. So, um, why is this book like actually okay and good? It's so. It's all about marketing, and it's so upsetting to me that certain books are marketed in such a way because that's what people will read because it's what people like. When like, it just. I don't know. I, I feel like it's being marketed towards the wrong audience. Yes. Well, and just like... Or the, the right audience. Who the knows? The cover is really bad. The cover is just yeah. so bad. The title is just so bad. It doesn't do anything for this book. So, anyway. Because it's a good book. So, she goes out and she meets this other nanny. And she can't hear this other nanny. It's a club. She's like, why yeah. are we here? Why are we talking about this? Like, no. Um... 
but remember what I told you about the war? Oh, right. The war. The war. So because of that, this planet is very low on women. And because of Uh-oh. that, yeah, there are Uh-oh. there are clubs where it's just like predominantly men. And Uh-oh. so like she so Amelia and her friend goes there. Her friend ends up hooking up with someone at the club and it's like, OK, I'll see you later. I'm going to go off with this guy. Uh-oh. And she and Amelia is like, oh, great. And so she actually ends up like in kind of like a cage situation with a guy like there's like a cage like a cage where like the it's a separate from the whole rest of the club so you get some privacy and she's like "Mm, i could do this like yeah yeah no no i'm not into it and the guy is like that's it's fine hey here's my calm you ever want to talk to me you know give me a call see you later and she actually goes home unaccosted it's fine she hires basically a lift droid to take her home and she gets home like a little bit tipsy but nothing happens <laughs> as an earth woman this concept is foreign to me <laughs> I, know. I know it's you- as a Terran this concept is foreign <laughs> to me you can go to a club and not be accosted by a man you can go to a club by yourself get cornered by a dude say no and they'll be like no it's cool dude if you ever want to talk here's my number and then you get home okay yeah yeah i want to live in this space future (laughs) they have good tasting protein cake and you can go to a club without being afraid wow it's heaven the future the future (laughs) except there's there's racism against quote-unquote terrans but like yeah, even and the racism, racism keeps them from like getting good rental cars, which like just give me a Honda Civic of space, I'm fine. Just give me a space Civic. And honestly, Civic. if bad rental cars is the extent of space racism, then we've done a really good job. Then we've done we've done okay. Um, yeah, we've done okay. So she gets back to the house. Ross has stayed up, and he's like, "Where the fuck were you? Like, were you on a date? Where and have she's you been? Like, where have you been?" Where is she? Um, <laughs> Rachel! Rachel! So they fuck? It seems to be the only response. Well, so they, they, yes, they have a date. Well, so not a date. They have a drink together. Um, <laughs> so he's like, takes her. He's like, I was worried about you. Um, and he inside is glad that she's okay. He's just relieved yeah. that she's fine. And he also hears the club that she went to and he was, in, that she went to and he's like, oh God, I'm really glad you're okay now. Um, oh good yeah so they go they have a drink and um they i mean they do have sex he eats her pussy so does he wolf her breasts margie i can't remember if this is the point where he wolfs her breasts i just know that he does margie posted that quote in our discord with zero context and i wolf wolfing her breasts yeah i didn't like it (laughs) definitely didn't like it that would be a, a tick in the con for this book. So far, we have a good number of pros, but that's a con. The next day is Mimi's day off because it's a weekend. So she gets some time off from Mimi the kids. Or... Mimi, excuse me, Amelia. It's Amelia, Amelia's day it. off because it's the weekend. And so Ross is actually really cute. She sleeps in the next day, and he leaves her a note that says, like, hey, there are pancakes for you in the fridge. Like, I've taken the Aww. kids out. Hope Like, we'll see you later. Just have a great relaxing day on your own. 
And um, so they actually all get back later. The kids and Ross get back later because they were out on the town together. And Ross is like, kids, like, Amelia may not want to hang out. It is her day off. And when she, when they walk in, she's like, no, 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 I want to see them. Like, how are they? How was your day? And they, like, all, like, connect and talk. And Ross is like, okay, let's make stew together tonight for dinner. Like, fuck yeah, stew! stew. Uh, fuck yeah, stew! <laughs> uh, and so they're, like, all doing this. And, oh, and so, like, a little before this happened, just FYI, Ross had been having a really difficult work problem, like a design problem. And actually, Amelia was the one of like, oh, no, you could do this. Like, you can use, like, plants to provide natural shading in that room. So they would just grow like this. Uh And so it would be, like, really good. And he's like, oh, my God, you're a genius. That was amazing. Love it. And so, unfortunately, right after that, so uh, zoom back to the future. It's dinner time. Everyone's sitting down to eat. But unfortunately, an unwelcome guest made an appearance. And it's one of Ross's co-workers who Uh-oh. is very interested in Ross, which Amelia is like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's not fine. It's not fine. It's not fine. I don't like all this touching. And also, though, so this is a co-worker of Ross. And so Ross explains Amelia's idea without crediting Amelia and also introduces Amelia to this co-worker as, quote unquote, the nanny. Not as Amelia. Uh, Yeah. uh, Yeah. Ross, here. Ross, I'm taking the shovel from you. You're not allowed to dig your hole any deeper. No, stop. Not allowed. So Stop it stop it at spray bottle out um so at one point during the dinner amelia says to dirk hey why don't you go get some some sprouts from the garden because they're going to be ripe soon and i bet they would be like perfect for this stew and so he goes he goes out into their garden and he picks some sprouts and he brings them in and the person who oh her name is Faline. so Faline, the co-worker Faline is like why would you like grow your own sprouts when you can get them at the store um, and so Dirk responds, what a stupid question. We grow things ourselves so that we can appreciate them more and so that we know our food is fresh and healthy, which is exactly what Amelia had said to him at one point. Fucking Dirk. Also, hey, Faleen. Hey, Faleen. Yeah. Where do you think your veggies come from, my, my dude? My guy? Space. Space oh, veg. Oh, right, space. Space, space veg. veg. They aren't as healthy as Terran veg, obviously. <laughs> so um, Ross gets really pissed because he's like, don't disrespect our guests. Go to your room. No. No. He was right. Yeah, he Dirk was, was right. He, he was right. But um, so then Amelia takes Mimi and is like, okay, we're all, we're all going to go upstairs because no, don't talk to him that way. So it doesn't, it kind of leaves everyone with like an ugly taste in their mouth. Like, unfortunately, Mm. that's just kind of like, because when uh, Ross doesn't understand that he messed up, unfortunately. So he kind of Mm. finishes his dinner with Faleen, like, and just like lets the kids go off with Amelia. And so later on, he finds Amelia and the two kids asleep, like watching a movie again. And he's like, oh, they're all fine. Like, it's all fine. No, no, it's not. It's not. And so 
you know, it, it, it's kind of like a life goes on kind of thing. All right. So it's a, another normal day, except that day Amelia gets a call. It's from Dirk's school. And Dirk's school says, Dirk got into a fight. You need to come and pick him up immediately. And she's oh. like, what? What the hell happened? So she goes to the school and he, Dirk has a black eye. And she's like, what the hell happened? And the the school's like, well, Dirk like was antagonizing some students, like got into a fight with some students. And she's like, wait a minute, students? Like multiple? This doesn't sound like a fight. This sounds like an assault for one thing. Uh-huh. And also, where are the other students? Why are they being pulled out of school? Why are they sitting here with Dirk? And basically the... Um, Unfortunately, it's more racism because Dirk's, right. Dirk's species is uh, apparently been known to be very aggressive. And so they're like, they assume that Dirk is just like showing signs of his species. And so Amelia is like, hey, fuck you. And I'm taking Dirk out of school and you're going to be hearing, most likely hearing from uh, Mr. Draven's lawyer because you fucked up oh. on this one. Oh, so space lawyer. So this is space racism, spacism, yeah. if you will. Yes. This is again, and in this case, it's an a uh, thinly veiled uh, 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 reference to how that happens a lot with uh, black kids in schools. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. Exactly. Good. Yeah, love it. Great. Just awesome. Um, Kima, would you like to scream for systemic racism now? It would be an apropos time. <laughs> Kima, because we all are on the inside. Um, she's wagging her tail against systemic racism. We all need to learn how to scream in our outside voice like Kima. <laughs> so um, she takes Dirk home and Dirk is really upset because he's like, I'm really upset to talk to my dad. Like, I'm afraid. I know he's going to be mad at me. And that like they say all this kind of stuff in the garage. And Amelia's like, listen, let's just talk to him about it tomorrow. We'll tell him something for tonight. Don't worry about it. We're going to handle this. It's okay. And so, unfortunately, Ross overhears all of this and says, oh, okay, you were going to let my kid get away with fighting and then you were going to lie to me about it? Ross, I took the shovel away. Stop using your hands. I'm going to cut him off. (laughs) And so he sends Dirk to his room and then he's like, Amelia, you're fired. Go pack your things. Like, and they have, like, one more fight, obviously. Like, they they get at it, and at the end of it, he's like, you're fired. Have they fucked yet? They have not fucked yet. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, they have not fucked yet. They've only, he's he's eaten her pussy. Um, Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, she's like, oh my god, I hate this so much. I'm so sad, so upset. So, she goes upstairs to say goodbye to both the kids, and she sees Mimi just sitting in Dirk's room. And she's like, what are you doing here? What's going on? Where's your brother? And she's like, he went outside. And there's this huge storm going on outside because, of course. And she's like, he ran into the woods. Like, he sometimes goes there when he's upset. Like, he just goes and runs into the woods by himself. Of course. I mean, there has to be a sense of tension. Here's the tension. Here's, Here's the, the tension. Um, and so Mimi's like, he went out into the storm. He goes out into the woods when he's upset sometimes. And I think, you know, that's where he went. He like climbed down and, and Amelia's like, um, I can't remember the reason why she doesn't go to Ross about this. Like, why doesn't she just immediately go and tell Ross? 
They did just have like a okay. It's not a good reason, but they did just have a really big fight and right. everything. Well, and I think that she's also kind of like, you know what? I'm just gonna go grab Dirk real quick. I don't want Dirk to get into more trouble because he ran off. Um, so she climbs out the window and she goes and kind of races into the woods to go find Dirk. I'm assuming that's the way he got into the woods. Yes. yes. Okay. I was yeah. like, otherwise, she yeah. just, what? There's she, a door. Yeah. Okay. No, no, because no. <laughs> they didn't want like they didn't want um, Ross to see them leave. Ah, uh, yes. Through the window. So, yes. So, um, you know, the very clear window where you can see everything out of this very yeah. clear little lit house. Anyway, um, so Ross is fuming and pacing and is very upset and angry. And Mimi comes in. And Mimi's crying because she's a little girl who just watched two people that she loved climb out of a window and run Jump out of woods. a window. <laughs> and he's like, it's okay. What's wrong? Tell me. You won't be in trouble. I promise. And he puts a little M. He draws a little M over his heart as a promise. Aww. Which is very cute. I, I know. I'm like, why is this book, like, actually okay? I'm so confused. The, the engineering brain in me, his first thought was, I wonder where his heart is located, though. I know! <laughs> Maybe it's, like, Little <laughs> Mermaid and it's located in his foot. Oh, God. <laughs> He's got a tummy heart. Oh, God. He's a so, Care Bear. He's a Teletubby. <laughs> um, he's a Teletubby. So um, he's like, it's okay. You won't be in trouble. And Mimi says, like, Dirk went into the woods and Amelia ran after him. And he's like, he's terrified, first of all, for his child. So he goes running outside. And because he's got these magic alien species senses, you can immediately tell, wait, my... He's not in the woods. And he looks to the side and he sees Dirk in the newly created garden. And he's like crouching down in front of the Azula flower that was his mom's. Like in the rain and being full brood, being, being full 13 mm-hmm. year old brood and just really sad and upset. Have these magical alien powers come up at any other point? No. In this. So they're not Chekhov's alien powers. They, so there's one <laughs> brief point at the very beginning of the book where they say, like, there's oh. a certain power that they have that makes polite society uncomfortable. Yes, in that case, they are Chekhov's alien powers. Great. <laughs> Established in the first act, coming back in the third. Yes. Got it. <laughs> um, so he goes over to Dirk and he's like, I'm sorry that I yelled at you. It wasn't right. It wasn't fair. And it basically comes out that the reason why Dirk got into a fight at school is because his friend or not friends, but like other students at school called Amelia a gold digger because she came to school one day driving a really shitty gadabout. And the next day she came driving a really nice gadabout. Kids are the worst. Kids are the worst. So he was like, I didn't think it was right. So I got into a fight about it. And His dad's like, you did the right thing. It's okay. We have to stand up for ourselves. Go inside, find your sister, and go call your grandma. And Dirk's like, well, where are you going? And he's like, well, Amelia went into the woods because she thought that you were in there, but it's not your fault. This, Hey, son, this is all your fault now. <laughs> I have to go save this woman. We might fuck. Go inside and call your grandma. Go inside and call your grandma. <laughs> uh, so... um. And remember, there's a horrible storm currently raging. And even Dirk says, I would never go out into the storm. Like, I know that it's uh-huh. really dangerous in the woods. It's, she went to the woods. 
the most dangerous kind of storm. Yeah. The plot storm. The plot storm. <laughs> the perfect storm. <laughs> the perfect um, storm. So he, he and uh, so now remember Chekhov's whatever. What is it? Chekhov's alien powers. Chekhov's alien powers. He <laughs> can now transform into basically the beast and like sniff his way through the woods to find oh, Amelia. Uh-huh. And he has like yeah. this alter ego that's like like predatory. He's Batman. Pretty oh. much, sort of. Where that's predatory. That's like, okay, go and find her. But then the Ross side of him is like, but don't eat her. Whatever you do, don't eat her. Swiper, no eating. You just have to find her. You don't eat her. You only wolf at her breasts. So he's a werewolf, too. Yes. Margie, you might not need to write that book. It might have already been written, and we might be talking about it now. All right. So Amelia is uh, terrified. She's like, the storm is really bad. I don't even know if I find Dirk what I'm going to do because I'm not going to be able to bring him back on my own. When suddenly this huge ass monster comes out of nowhere. Spoiler alert. It's Ross. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I got that. Yeah. So uh, he carries her home. De-transforms. He doesn't eat her. He doesn't eat her. De-transforms back into Ross. They start totally making out out in... Oh, I forgot, Rachel. How could I have forgotten this? There's a magic labyrinth. (laughs) Come again? Excuse me? (laughs) Uh. There's a magic labyrinth. Is this about to turn into fucking Space Jared showing up and stealing one of the children? You must make it past the space goblin city. It's genuinely just a small plot point that there's like part of his garden is a labyrinth that also moves. Space labyrinth. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Honestly, if she'd just gone to school for this in the first place, she would have known what to do. Right. Well, so he carries her back to the space labyrinth. They start making out. The kids see them. Um, the grandma sees them and is like, cool, son, glad for ya. I'm going to take the kids. the fucking wingman. I'm going to take the kids and uh, they're going to sleep over at my place tonight. Have fun. We're doing a fun sleepover. Definitely yep. not related to anything happening right now in this general vicinity. Yep, yep, Have yep. Have fun, you two. Then, uh, fi- then uh, finally, Don't eat her, he wolfs but her do. breasts. <laughs> Ah, there it is. Yeah, wolf her breasts. Wolfing her breasts Uh apparently Mm -hmm. is fine. Um, He wolfs her breasts. There's an epilogue. He proposes to her. They get married. That was fast. Yeah. Yeah. The end. For what it was, (laughs) which I think just a story about genuinely just two people... It wasn't bad. Like yeah, I, that was right. very pleasantly surprising. Even yeah. if it wasn't my particular yum, it was still a good book. It was fine. Yeah. That said, surprisingly it was kind fine. Of boring. Yeah. For all of the stuff yes. that was happening. Yes. Let's get into like discussion and ratings. Yeah. For all the stuff that that happened in that book, it was considering the cover. It was surprisingly boring. I was hoping for a kidnapping. I know. For like. I don't know. Some kind of tension. 
Like there's, she didn't even really have that much problem with the kids. The kids were no, just the fine kids with were her. Great. The kids loved her. Like I think the only problem really was Dirk, and he had very understandable issues of his mother died yeah. very young, and now he's becoming a yeah. teenager with a distant father. Again, for what it was, that was pretty good. That said, for my own personal taste, uh, it was kind of there wasn't a lot of conflict besides no. Ross being an idiot. Right. Ross being an idiot and don't go into the woods. Never. Go never. into the woods. Never go into the woods. Into the woods. Um, so, I mean, and I genuinely, and this is bad, so we're moving into ratings because I genuinely have trouble rating this book because I have such a stigma. <laughs> I'm like, I don't like alien. Aliens are not my thing. They're just well, not. And I think that's fair, but I, and that, I mean, that's totally fair. Like, I think that. And I think that's, like, saying that in particular is important because I think that's easy to do. Like, we found, didn't we find, like, one werewolf book that was actually good? I don't remember what it was. Obviously, it didn't make an impact on me. But Was it the one where it was, like, the the one chick and then there was one guy who was a werewolf and then another guy who was a vampire? Or maybe he was a human? That was yours, where she was, like, a vampire and she threw this one party every year. Oh yeah, that one wasn't too bad. That yeah. was the poly. Oh, that was the- oh, that's what I mean. The poly one that was yeah. actually like pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Um, this, and to be fair, poly isn't my thing, but it was still a good book. So like, yes. I think that if if that's something that you're kind of struggling with, I think that maybe a good way to think about it is like, if it's just people or a fantasy world instead, like shift focus. Like if this entire thing was set in like a like modern magical fantasy kind of world okay where bushes can move would you enjoy it <laughs> yes i think i would yeah. um i, think I mean I it's, would. it was i think based on like it, it's still a good book like it's not our yum but it's still like a good book yeah and i appreciate that yeah i i feel like this is the first one this is the first one i feel like where something really wasn't our yum but it was still a Pretty, pretty good, good book. book i don't i yeah. think that the cover and the title definitely don't do it justice which is unfortunate it and it's sad yeah. yeah yeah um so okay uh amelia's character loved her she gets a four she was great yeah uh, i agree i think so here's one problem so moving on to ross is the things that he does are not always well resolved like the things that he says like what what he said that really like mean thing to her about taking part in sex work which is not something Uh that she's interested in um and suggesting it to her because like oh you have nothing else which is like shitty uh Mm -hmm. and none of that and then she just ends up kissing him so it's not resolved you know yeah um and he the comments that he makes to Faelene about you know he says to her he says to Faelene oh this is the nanny and right takes credit for amelia's idea that's not really resolved either so i'm gonna give Mm -hmm. him a three because even though there's some good character development there he only does one apology tour and i felt like there should have been more i feel like that was like three is being a little generous in my book i would say like a two and a half okay most just personally i mean from my like what i've heard of him just because like i agree like not a lot of stuff was really resolved and 
there was character growth, but there wasn't that much character growth because he was apologizing about things at the beginning too when he realized. Yeah, exactly. He fucked up. Yeah, I like, and I felt like there should have been more. I'm yeah. sorry, or there should have been if you're saying actionable change. Yes, because he does not just saving her as a big furry boy, you know. Big wolf win. Well, and it is that kind of thing where it's like people will say, baby, I would take a bullet for you. And it's like, okay, but will you take out the trash on a Tuesday night and it's cold outside? Because that's right. what I like actually two very really different need. things. Yeah. Can you not like me, tell me that I should engage <laughs> in um, that I should engage in a job that I don't want because it's probably the only job that people will want me at. Can you not say that well, to me? Simul- well, simultaneously being racist. Can we not? Yeah. Can we that's- not? Not? Yeah, can we not? Like, that's sure. The... I know you'll turn into a big scary wolf and save me from a moving labyrinth of your own design. But now that I say that, I feel like that's a metaphor. Never mind. <laughs> Listen, let's let's put it this way. Also, at the beginning of Beauty and the Beast, Beast saves Belle from a bunch of wolves. Okay, like uh-huh. he saves her life. But like he also shows interest in her interests and is like, oh, she likes libraries. We get this bitch a library. What a coincidence. I, too, have a library. I have a library. So. No, you can't leave. But here, have a library. library. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, I'm giving him a three. You might be right. I'm being generous. But I also thought he was, he was, I thought he was cute with his kids. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, totally fair. Um, And plot, like you said, it's, it's boring. It's boring. It's getting a two. Yeah. It was kind of boring. Yeah. And I should also mention, like, that, like, the plot and the characters and everything, none of this is impacted in any way by the fact that it wasn't, like, one of our particular things that we're into. Like, this is all just it as a book, Well, right? and I will say, That's... I think that a, a detract from it, too, is that the fact that they're in space and it's, like, it's futuristic and there are aliens, like, this could have taken place anywhere, like mm-hmm. it, it's not the the plot is not influenced by the different world build, you know. So the world right. build isn't that interesting because it doesn't affect the plot at all, you know. Right. It's like a if T- Daenerys Targaryen didn't have dragons. Yeah, it's not that. Yeah. I mean, right? Not that it, interesting. Um. Yeah. It's. I just. I really want to like emphasize like. We weren't happy with the plot because the plot we feel like could have been stronger, not because this wasn't our particular yum. Yes. And I just, well, I really don't want people to think that we're bashing on a yum instead of just like the yes. quality of this book. Well, and also, I, I mean, if we're going into the world building, just wasn't for me. It was just I kind say, of like, meh. It was, it was, it, meh. it felt like there was a lot of potential there because yes. I felt like some of the ideas were really interesting. Like, I really love the idea of like essentially nanny IT support of, this is a child that I've not worked with before. Please help me. There's so many people. <laughs> like, right. Ah, I love that idea. So, like, there's there's very much, like, I'm really curious even to read this book and the last one. Yeah. And to just see. Maybe the I'll read and, well, the Alien, and the, Ruler and Alien needs a nanny. Ruler would be interesting because then you'd actually get the politics, which I feel like is something right. that we were uh, missing in mm-hmm. this one. So, um, yeah, give it a, give it a, what did I give it a two? Yeah, I think so. And then out of 10, I mean, it's so weirdly. Oh, sex. Sex was actually fine. Like, it was fine. I think that the only interesting thing about it was that he briefly used his tail. 
And the first time he used it, it really didn't get, I was not, I was like, oh God, no, 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 no. It makes me personally uncomfortable, but I also realize that it makes a lot of other people are down to clown with that. So like, if you're cool with it, great. It's probably pretty good sex. I, I just didn't, even if it was, it's not that it was, a. I feel like even if you're into it, I think that the description for some of the things that they were doing oh. with the tail was not great. I was like, mm, okay. Yeah. No. It reminds me a little too much of when my cat like gets in the way. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not here for that. Exactly. It's like <laughs> personally, a, again, it's just personally. an extra appendage. Like imagine if someone had an extra arm and you didn't. <laughs> And so with the Some people extra, might be into that. I know they would be, but <laughs> sometimes it gets in the way as well. And you're like, oh, listen, I, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it, what it reminded me of is with the Ice Planet Barbarians and the nub. Really it just makes me think that of nub. like, oh, the fucking nub. Like if someone has really long hair or whatever, and you're just like, put your hair up, please. God, just tie it back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so overall, uh, overall, I'm gonna give it a four because honestly, weirdly enough, considering where it was placed in the universe and the characters that were in it, it was still pretty boring. Mm, yeah. But it was fine. I, it was fine. Yeah. It was just boring. So that's one out of ten, listeners. So it's a four out. Yeah. Four out of ten. <sighs> I would be inclined to give it a little bit higher of a score personally, just from what I've granted. I obviously didn't read it. So just from my perception of it, just because it, I was so pleasantly surprised. Yeah, that's true. Like yeah. the, the cover really here. We say again, here at textual tension, we do judge books by no, their the covers. Cover. And in this, yes. because the cover matters. And in this case, it was very poorly done. It was very poorly done. It didn't do the book justice. Like if this no. book got a, you know, the most recent cover, like Ice Planet Barbarians gets way too pretty of covers considering what's in that book. But if it got like an Ice Planet Barbarians cover, I I, I think that this would actually fly off shelves like I yeah. do. And maybe a different name. Yes, definitely also a different name. Yeah. Ooh, what would we name it? I'm trying. I've been trying. I'm trying to think about that. Um... Oh, gosh. Did she ever get to go to college again? No, she won a she won like a, a a prize, but I don't I don't know she. Okay, so yeah. she never actually got her dream. She got closer to her dream. Oh, yeah. Okay, and she right. was, and by the end of the book, it's like tangled where she he was her new dream. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. you have replaced all of my dreams yes. that I previously had because yeah. I never achieved them. Right. Great. Right. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. So I'm going to tell any man that I marry instead of Tom Hiddleston. I'll be like, you'll do because I can't get Tom Hiddleston. So you're my new dream. (laughs) You're my new Tom Hiddleston. (laughs) I just imagine all I keep coming back to is like building a future or something architect pun related. Yeah. It's got to be space too, huh? Growing a future. Growing a future is very good. Growing a destiny. Destiny's growing, growth. Growing a family. There it is. <laughs> family growth, maybe. 
there's something. Listeners, what do you think? Give us your best names, like new names for this book. Uh, so yeah, that's what I got. That's what I got. That was so much better than I expected. I, I am know. so pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I know. that was good. Oh, but I, I did pay $3 for it. So uh, thank you to our patrons for funding yep. this. Perfect. Good. Good. Did you at least get a physical book? No. Ah, I got an ebook. Well, thank you guys. This was, I feel like, delightful. You're right. That did go back to our roots as yes. far as the surprise good books. It did. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Uh, well, thank you guys, and thank you so much to Alienaryu for the use of her song "Oh Love" off the album "Be Held." It's a bop. Um, and I I'm glad that we got a good one out of this instead of the last one was wild, and the one before that was bad. So I'm glad we're back to like pretty okay, <laughs> pretty okay, considering it's pretty aliens. okay, and we're only ten episodes away from our 100th episode. That's Margie. madness wild wild absolutely wild well thank you guys so much for tuning in and we will be i don't think we have anything else to talk about right do no. we want to do another canned outro since we did a canned intro you can ask me what i'm reading oh yeah hey what you read i was reading the midnight bargain but i didn't like it and i knew that i didn't like it because i was literally more invested in the plot of this book than i was in the midnight bargain boy if that's not a good litmus test right <laughs> It's like, oh, I need to return this to the library. This isn't good. I'm done with this one. I'm done with this one. <laughs> Goodbye. But I was also reading the Scholomance book, so A Deadly Education, and I really enjoyed that. So Ooh, it's about where a, I haven't heard of the school one. is going to kill you. It's like Hogwarts. Oh, that's right. More deadly. Yeah, 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 yeah. You were telling me about that. I want to read that one. I got the second one and I out of the library, and I have it on my stack of books over there, so I need to read nice. it. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> 